So current racial tensions are serving as an eye-opener and exposing racism in a lot of places that we just don't think about in the country. And just like some of those other places, the NFL has had its share of racial problems. Until now, they've done a pretty good job at um, sweeping it under the rug. I mean, who's really going to complain? The white guys don't have a reason to, and the black guys are too afraid to. Somewhere there has to be a compromise, because when it comes to equality, the NFL, like so many others, have some splaining to do. Okay, welcome back, guys. Now that we've stated the obvious, um, there's really no need to <clears throat> go down the long list of things and try to prove a point or whatever. We all know that racism exists um, in just about in all major sports. And I just want to reiterate that the NFL is just as complicit as any any other. Um, it's been that way since its inception. And it took them 27 years, 1920 to 1947, before it um, had its first black player. So <laughs> that says it all. I mean, everything has been racist, so it's, it's no, no big deal. But it is a big deal because of the way, you know, I see black athletes being manipulated. And for some... And I, I probably myself at, at some point has said the same thing. Why are you making a big deal of it? These guys make a good living, you know. They got houses, they got cars, and they having fun and making millions, which is all true. But for a lot of them, the millions don't even last, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's just a temporary thing. But you think about it, if if there's somebody or something paying them millions that's got to be a small piece of the pie somebody's got a whole 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 lot more money than they do and that falls in line with the economic inequality that we always um suffer through so even you see somebody in sports you think it's all grieving you know they got it going on they're they're set it's true to a degree but still, it's the economic um, instability or the economic um, inequality in there. And, that, and, that, and that's, that kind of speaks to my next point when it comes to contracts. I was stunned when I heard that Christian McCaffrey, um, the running back for the Carolina Panthers, he's what they say he's 5'11", 220, how you know was just offered after his first two after the second season, maybe I think it was the second, um, one of the highest paid you know contracts ever paid to a running back. Now the reason why I find that significant is because when Todd Gurley or Jerome Bettis, whether it be Walter Payton, <laughs> I mean. You, you you just name them. I, I, just, I just, you know, can just go down the line and think about it. And my man, um, what's his name? Eric, 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 Eric. Anyway, Eric Dickerson. These guys had humongous, 
you know, disputes. And, and one that comes to great mind is Le'Veon Bell. How the Steelers treated him over in a contract deal. And you won't make me believe for three seconds that Christian McCaffrey can hold Le'Veon's jockstrap. But he's offered this. And he accepts it. He didn't even have to fight for it. It wasn't even time for it. He gets that contract. Le'Veon and guys like him, they get their name dragged through the mud when all Le'Veon was asking for was his fair shot. What's Le'Veon like? 6'2", 245? I mean, he's a specimen. You know, he doesn't get hurt. You can't hurt because he's smart. He knows how to get out of line. And most of the time, he's delivering the blows because of his size and his physical ability. You can line him up on the outside because of his size and his abilities. Christian McCaffrey can't do that. Christian McCaffrey won't be able to run between the tackles without a hole. You know, Christian McCaffrey is very limited. The reason his numbers were so high because he basically was Carolina's offense. They pitch it to him, or they short pass it to him. And I mean, I'm not taking anything away from his talent, but he's not Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley type talent. And Gurley's hurt, so you know he's got bad knees. So you can, you know, you can make an argument for that. But then you do have Saquon Barkley, and I'll throw Delvin Cook in there. Because Delvin Cook plays in Minnesota, he may not, you know, receive the um, attention that he deserves. But you put Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey together, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. And even to Saquon Barkley, who hasn't even had a chance to shine yet because he's playing in New York for the Giants for one thing, and it's kind of injury play. But for McCaffrey to receive that contract, and for Le'Veon to have to go through what he went through, um, to me, is, is is drastic, you know. It, it And for what I was a, still a fan, you know, I keep saying was because I'm, I'm leaning away from football now because of what I'm seeing, you know. And it started with the Kaepernick thing, but I saw it way before Kaepernick. I saw it. And I'm start. I'm gonna start going down the line, naming names, and then you think about these names, and you'll see why, why, why I started seeing it. Um, Joe Gillum, T.O. Donovan McNabb, Chad Johnson, Randall Cunningham, Steve McNair, Randy Moss, and the list could go on. I could keep going. Michael Vick. I could keep going. But I'm going to stop right there. And that's a warm moon. Warm moon. Because I'm getting kind of stuck. Some of the best players the NFL has ever known. But check the articles. Check the modern day. When they mention quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, you never hear McNair, Warren Moon, you know, was it was, uh, yeah, McNair, one Donovan McNair, and that's just three, three, Doug Williams, Quar- excellent quarterbacks, awesome quarterbacks. Instead, they'd rather talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick before they mention. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're hearing and you'd like to hear more, um, podcasts like these, then join Anchor. Um, 
Go by, go on Spotify.com and download the Anchor app and find hundreds of uh, different shows like this one and many others that may interest you. Or perhaps you want to do one of your own. It's all there. It's free. It's easy. Anchor.com via Spotify. Okay, we're back. Um, and left off talking about um, quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm gonna end this one on um, this. Cam family got a jo- family got a job in New England, but a quarterback minimum. I'm just gonna leave that one at that. The 2014-2015 MVP. Please go back and pull some tape. Don't just look at the numbers, but pull some tape. Had to settle for a one-year deal in New England <laughs> at the minimum. Just leave it at that. But um, to continue on about uh, the NFL and this um, racism problem, um, it also, I think, is as much economic as it is racism because um, zero black ownership. Zero. And um, the problem, one of the problems with that is, there's no nothing to fight against. The um, who's going to fight against the disparities in pay? You know, the 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 um, the the, the uh, shoot, I know what I'm trying to say, but the gap in pay. You know, the racial, the gay, the not the racial, but it is racial. The inequality of the pay. You know. When it comes to black and white, and I'm sure you know, of course, there's some black guys who make a lot more than some white guys, but still, the income is still it's still unfair. It's very it's unfair, I think. And you have had some white guys to hold out, but not for long, as they pretty much get what they want. But you know, black athletes, they have to be um, pretty much put on a flag pole and have to wave their hands. You know, they're in the news every day. It's like they're begging. They pretty much make them beg for their money. And, and it's, it's weird because so few of them speak out about it. And I think they're scared. Because they, and, and, and these white owners know this. Because where else they going to get $10 million? It's dangled in front of them. I mean, it's just... And, and to me, one Richard Sherman is one of the only few that will speak out against it. One of the few that will speak out against it. Say what you want about Richard Sherman, but he will call he will call the NFL out. And I think he can do that because I think Richard Sherman is a smart guy. And I know he and his brother and probably him by himself have business ventures ventures. And he's probably he's set. You know, Marshawn Lynch was set. These guys, you got to be smart. I know it look good to be flossing and you got all the girls and you throwing up the bills in the clubs in Miami and stuff, but probably you in your 20s or your 30s, by your 30s, you should know better. You got a long way to live. And when that check doesn't come in 16 weeks a year, that money tends to go fast. You got a lot to pay for. So they need to wisen up too. We have to do our part. Um, to um, get in this game, and then it's kind of weird to me too that we have not even my own minority ownership 
and there's some black guys out here who dangling some chains, and I know they they're being blocked, and a lot of um interests. I just think they just don't have enough money. Um, but it's, it's, we got we got to get in there somehow. We have got to get in there because that's part of what happened to Colin Kaepernick. He got duped by the bosses. Because the only way what happened to him would have happened is because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump was allowed to come into a business, the president of the United States, and manipulate how it handled the situation that should have been handled within. A man just decided to do a silent protest. He had every right to do it. But by allowing this um, tax cheat thief to come in and manipulate the situation so that you can save more pennies on your billions, to me, speaks volumes about who you're dealing with. And we're giving them too much power. We've given people too much power anyway. So before you go out and start buying tickets and athletic wear and gear and all that stuff, and I'm guilty of it myself, and I've slowed down, you got to think about where's that money going to. It ain't going in Cam's pocket, but it's going in Christian McCaffrey's pocket. You know, it ain't going to a minority owner because there are none. Hell, it can't be going to the coaches because out of 32 teams, there's three. 70% 70% of the league's players are black, but only three of my coaches. <laughs> so I guess you know more about the game just from watching it on the sidelines. I don't know, man. And it's hard to get a story because every announcer on the sideline, once you put these guys in the booth, these niggas become coons. Just, I mean, oh, boy. I, can, I, I bet you I could pull tape. Of some Stephen A. and some of these Shannon Sharp too, and that's my boy. You know, validating the Christian McCaffrey deal. But when they gave Todd Gurley that money, oh, you can't pay court running backs that much. They don't last that long, and all that. But little Christian McCaffrey is. He's gonna be. He's gonna do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, and of course the the the. The um the legal side of it, how the black guys get drilled through the mud. I mean, I remember something simple like Adrian Peterson beating his kid for cutting up. They wanted to make him into a monster. Yet Ben Roethlisberger just admitted he was a drunk. Never heard about it. Knew about it. Never heard about it. Ben Roethlisberger accused of rape. Knew about it. Stop hearing about it. You know, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, mm, some suspicious phone calls, but <clears throat> yeah, see where I'm going? Nothing ever came of it. There was nothing there. Ben Roethlisberger himself is admitting to it. And you know all the, the you know the whole story. It's not going to be told, but you know there's some teammates. There's some management who knew what was going on with Ben. They ain't going to talk about it. Poor Josh Josh Gordon. 
man could have been the closest thing to Megatron, if you ask me. If he just had some support and some help, but he had a little problem with the weed. And the league, instead of supporting him, just did more damage to him. Just put him out there raw, naked, and let's just talk about him and see how fast it is before he gets to his next joint. But I'm kind of curious as to... I, I went to school with some white kids, worked around some white guys, and from my understanding, they're pretty heavy into their partying, drugs and alcohol and things, but very few of them um, get in trouble for failing the league's te- PED test and the league's uh, alcohol and drug abuse thing. I'm kind of wondering if it's just so many black players that they don't get around to testing the white players or maybe the white players just don't do the drugs. The league was smart enough to uh, draft the ones that don't party and don't do drugs. Because there's got to be a difference, you know. Now, you got to follow me. There has to be a difference. Because Odell Beckham and Ezekiel Elliott get their friends and they get on these party boats and, God damn it, they're just ruining their careers and misrepresenting their teams. So what I'm gathering is they're doing it wrong. And what they should do instead is follow Rob Gronkowski's way of partying. That's what it is. They're partying wrong. Get it, guys? Y'all are partying wrong. You have to do it Gronkowski's way because they love how he parties. They know he just finished partying before he strapped up. And look at him. He's going out there and he's, oh my God, he's going to play himself some football he is. But, you know, we just, we do everything wrong, right? Right? <laughs> anyway, everybody knows where I'm going with this. And we could go, I could go on days and days. And the still result, the ending, the findings would still be the same for me. Black people are being treated disproportionately no matter what it is. In the million-dollar game, billion-dollar game, and the two-dollar game. They manipulate us in every way that they can because they use what we need and what we have against us. And we fall for it instead of fighting back. You don't think about it. You know, you'd rather go back to your hood and your shiny Rolls Royce to show the people how much they don't have. Is that what you're doing? Then to help everybody. And I got that from Dick Dick Gregory. I was reading this book. And Dick Gregory said, don't take your Rose Royce back to the hood. Because all you're doing is reminding everybody in the hood what the, how much they don't have. And that never made sense to me until Dick Gregory said it. And on this last note, I'm going to leave you. How we end up being disproportionately poor and broke after our careers is because of what Ice Cube said. Well, Ice Cube said it the best. A lot of what happens to black athletes 
in their in their money is that like Ice Cube said, as soon as they get a little dough, they want to put a white bitch on their elbow. So stop inviting that devil into your world. You invite evil, you're asking for destruction. So maybe maybe next time, another episode, um, I'll, I'll, we'll go in deeper, um, attach, you know, get some more issues and talk about some more sports because I sure like to talk about Simone Biles, um, some of these female tennis players, these black tennis players. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to move on past Serena and Venus, especially Serena, because now she's starting to look more like um, uh, Billie Jean King or um, some of the other white tennis players, European tennis players, than Serena Williams. So we, we might just want to skip on by and say that for another episode, but probably, in my opinion, the greatest gymnast in the world, Simone Biles. <laughs> he barely has a commercial. I mean, <laughs> what the swimmer, the, the, the weed-smoking swimmer, Michael, whatever his name is, had commercials from companies you never heard of. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Simone Biles meddled out. You rarely even hear about her. So there's a lot of things we can tackle when it gets into that, but I just wanted to step step away from some of the crazy in the world, but now we've got Trump, um, Trump's buddy, uh, hiring henchmen to kill American soldiers and the COVID-19 shooting out of this world. And of course, we got the toy soldiers running around with their long guns and their little females pointing their James, James Bond weapons. So we got a whole lot more to deal with. And um, I'll be tackling some of those issues, but I'm not forgetting the black community because there's still some hangings, yes, I said hangings, that um, have yet to be addressed. And more importantly, black women, the attack on black women that nobody's talking about. But guess who's going to talk about it? That's right, me. That's who. Peace out, y'all.